the cost of everything is so high. And it doesn't matter what you're trying to fill. Your gas tank, your refrigerator, your belly, your supplies, your preps, everything costs more. Why? Because we've been living with inflation. That's why. And it's touching every aspect of our lives. And Mark and I are going to talk about that and discuss some strategies when we come back. Welcome to Practical Prepping. This is episode number 406. This is the Prepping Podcast. We have no bunkers, no zombies, no alien invasions, just practical prepping, where we believe that stuff happens and we need to stay prepared. And we're here to help you get prepared. I am Krista. And I'm Mark. And today we'll be talking about some strategies that we can use to cope with this rising inflation. Now, before we get into the topic, if you'd like the expanded notes for this episode, go to practicalprepping.info slash 406, and you'll be able to get a copy of that right there. Also, we have a monthly newsletter, Practical Prepping Newsletter, and if you would like to be on that list, go to our website and click on Contact Us, or if you would like the free PDF on getting started in prepping, then click on that. Go give us your name and your email. We'll send that PDF out to you, and we will include you in the newsletter. And we have an announcement coming up at the Von Braun Civic Center in Huntsville, Alabama, August the 19th and 20th of 2023. Mark and I will be at the Ham Fest. It's actually the Southern Convention for Ham or Amateur Radio Operators. And this is a big, big convention. Lots of fun, lots of vendors. We have gone year after year just as you know, private citizens just for fun. But this year we have a vending table. So we will be there with our books and with our mugs and our sweet smiling faces. We're even going to do some live interviews from time to time. as We're we're going to do some interviews with some people. We have bought some equipment that will let us do that much easier. And whether it's 30 seconds or whether it's three minutes, we'd like to have your story about how you either got into prepping or about how you got into ham radio, and then we will follow this up with a ham radio episode. It'll be fun. And we're really looking forward to it. We'll be on the left right there near the door when you're going out, or if you're coming in, just take a right, and we should be right there on the right. You can't miss us. Yeah, we got a six-foot redhead plus... uh, (laughs) A Santa Claus beard. (laughs) Old guy with working on a Santa Claus beard here. So I quit shaving about a month before I quit going to work. And I already had a beard. Yes. And so it's growing out, and I'm enjoying it so far. Okay, let's get to our topic tonight. And what we're really asking is, what are some of the strategies that we can use to cope with rising inflation? Because everybody's having to deal with this. Yes. This is not a one-off type problem. It's touching everybody. And I read, interestingly, this was an article on CNN, and uh, I actually found it and found out about it and went to CNN to see if it was still there. Well, that's fair and balanced. And they wrote an article, and it quotes Moody's Analytics. Mm. And they have done a study 
and said that this July, July of 2023, the average household spent $709 more per month in July than they did July of 2021. Wow. Two years. And that's on the same products and services. And that's including the things that we need to be able to live. They look at food. They look at housing. They look at utilities. And they're not looking at extravagant things. They're not talking about people bought more expensive cars. They're talking about things that people needed to live. Yeah, so this won't include like an expensive tropical vacation. No, or, no. This is just your everyday, ordinary what I call earth duties, cost of living. I put it this way. This is the thing that my mother needs to live. Yeah, there you go. Uh, I've yeah. always, and, and I, she's not listening. She doesn't know how to get a podcast. We've played it for her before, but I can say this. I've always advocated that everything that a little old lady, and my mother is 90 years old, so I think I can safely put her in that group. Okay. Everything that she needs to live should be tax-free. Should be. For her. Would be. And that's groceries. Mm-hmm. That's Medicine. utilities, medicines, and such as mm-hmm. that. Doesn't make her car tax-free. Doesn't make her house tax-free. Doesn't make her capital gains, if she has any, tax-free. Or entertainment. Entertainment. Yeah. But everything that she must have to live, toilet paper, groceries, those kinds of things. And so I really found this as an interesting study. And this is part of what led me to looking at what are some of the strategies that we can use to cope with this rising inflation? Because most of us, quite honestly, don't have an extra $709 to spend. Just out of nowhere. Out of of nowhere, especially when it was my first month of retirement. So, And there's (laughs) less coming in and there's more going out. So, Houston, we have a problem. Yeah, so that means you do have to prioritize the expenses that are essential. And we've already covered the food, the housing, the health care. You know, those are absolutely Mm -hmm. essential. They're what you'd call your non-negotiable types of things. And to be a practical prepper, too, you have to adjust what's essential in your practical preps as well. So we hope that that also makes it into the essential expenses. But you have to take care of the most urgent expenses first. And I hate to hear when folks are having to choose between their medication and food. And we're hoping that if you're in that situation, I know you and I have been in that situation. We have. We have relied on our preps. Mm -hmm. That's exactly what they're for. When you're facing some kind of a crisis and you're not, and you don't have enough grocery money, hopefully you can rely on your preps and let that carry you. Exactly. And we made it for a good while when we went from two incomes to one income. Months. Months. Mm -hmm. And we were just so thankful for that. And just to reiterate what Krista has said a number of times, those preps are there for you to use when they are needed. They're not necessarily being stored just for the end of the world, just for a societal changing event, just for some catastrophic event where there's no way to buy groceries or, you know, civil. Yeah, we're not talking about a movie script here. No. We're talking about your regular, everyday, ordinary emergencies. (laughs) And sometimes being a little low on the budget 
can be an emergency. (laughs) When it comes to eating or medication, it definitely is. So prioritize those essential expenses and cut back on non-essential spending. And that's hard. I admit that's hard to do. I mean, I can live without having my nails done. I just don't want to. Mm -hmm. You know, I'd be honest about it. But, you know, having my nails done or buying gasoline, yeah, I think I know which decision I would have to make. Yeah, and and it's okay to go a week without seeing the Amazon guy. Yeah, okay. So we need to cut back on that non-essential spending. You're talking about things like going out to eat and buying the high-end clothing mm-hmm. and maybe some more luxurious types of expenses. Exactly. The the discretionary things. Gotcha. We've cut down on going out to eat. We used to go out to eat about twice a week. We would mm-hmm. do a date night Friday night, and then we would go out to lunch after church on Sunday. And we've cut that in half right now. And we may cut that back even further, just depending. And Krista and I really don't eat a lot, so it's um, or we eat quite often, but we don't eat a large quantity. And the next thing is to cut out impulse buying. I actually saw an article about this on TV where they're saying that the strategy you use here is like, and you're talking about Amazon. I'll use Amazon mm-hmm. as an example, where you put something into your cart, but you don't buy it right away. Put that item in your cart. Put 10 items in your car, whatever your situation is, and then just wait. Maybe you wait three days. Maybe you wait a week or 10 days. Just wait. Give it some time. Revisit the situation and truly ask yourself, do I absolutely have to have this and do I have to have this now? And I've done that a number of times. I've made a decision that I wanted something and I could go buy it right now if I really wanted to. But I have gone that two or three days and come back to the point of, do I really want to spend that money on this item? I've done that strategy, and I will tell you, I have changed my ways on a lot of how I spend, where I was more of an impulse buyer. I call it uh, Mm knee-jerk expense, or sometimes I call it retail therapy, just to be honest. (laughs) Uh, Sometimes, you know, purchasing something just makes you feel good, let's be honest. You know, there's a dollar store down there if you've just got to purchase something. That's true. Anyway, so, yeah, put it, especially that online purchasing, because sometimes when we're purchasing online, we do tend to spend a little higher a lot of times because we're buying on credit, using a debit card, whatever. So give it a little time. Give yourself at least three days to think it over and really, truly, truly be honest and ask yourself, do you absolutely have to have that purchase right now, right here? And that leads us to reducing our debt. We need to pay off as much debt as possible. It's been described as the modern-day slavery Mm -hmm. in a sense that we put ourselves in debt and credit companies are more than willing to allow us to dig that grave, so to speak. And they'll even up your limit so you can dig it deeper. Right. But, you know, you're basically heaping all this load up onto yourself. It's like you're digging all this dirt and you're throwing it on your own back. At some point, you're going to crush under the weight of all the debt you're putting on yourself. So being able to free yourself from that debt, in a way, it does allow you to be a whole lot more liberated when it comes to wanting to make a purchase. You know, maybe you do want to buy that really nice thing for your grandchildren. Being lower on your debt will help you do that. Yes, it will. Have a lot more peace of mind. And we would include in that 
do not prep on credit. We've actually seen in forums where folks have posted, you know, take a thousand dollars and buy preps with it. I don't have a thousand dollars to spend on preps mm-hmm. anytime, anywhere. I do good sometimes to have two dollars to to put on a prep. That's why we say start slow and stay steady. Yeah, and that's why we advocate when you're on that budget, buy two extra items when you're in the grocery store and put it aside. We did that, and it grew quite well Certainly over did. a period of time. Now, while you're looking for those things in the grocery store, look for discounts and deals. You know, there's always going to be some kind of reward program with a grocery store or a department store where you can save some money when you purchase what you're already going to purchase anyway. I've got a grocery store that'll actually send me coupons Mm -hmm. tailor-made to my purchasing history. Now, that means they know a little something about me, but they're willing to let me save money because they know I'm going to buy these items. And I like that. Plus, on top of that, they have in-store rewards, and they've got free delivery, and they've got some other perks and spiffs that add up over time. And I've noticed in times that we've been at the grocery store together, we get through buying groceries and when you check out, that thing spits out three feet of tape. Yeah, yeah. And there are coupons on those tapes. I love the way you say coupon. Coupon. I say coupon. 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 (laughs) I grew up in the South. Well, I did too, but I never heard of a coupon. It's coupons. Okay. (laughs) Okay. I'll get in trouble for that one. Uh-oh. <laughs> All right. Next thing is buy in bulk. You know, I was thinking about those deals and discounts. A lot of times I do go to the bulk warehouse, bulk wholesale warehouse type places, and I'll buy case lots of what I know I can use or what I know that I can split among my beloved ones. Sometimes being able to go in as a family group or a group of friends mm-hmm. can go in and buy some case lots and then split them out. Everybody saves. It's Everybody gets a good deal. Yeah, you're just paying ahead. Ladies, and let me just address the ladies here. How much cream of mushroom soup do you use? You know, some women are out there buying 12 cans a month. Well, I, you could probably go through 12 cans a month, mm-hmm. but that's one that we will purchase in bulk because we know we're going to use it. She makes casseroles. Yes. And casseroles, at least in the South, you cannot make a casserole without a can of cream of mushroom soup. Or cream of something. Cream of something. Cream of something, absolutely. I've yeah. discovered cream of onion. Love it. Yeah, that's that's good, good stuff. But you can do those bulk buys, and <laughs> you regular listeners will appreciate this. I've accused her of buying not cases of spaghetti, but pallets of spaghetti. <laughs> now you're just funny right there. Yeah. Just because I'm buying a five-pound box does not mean it's a pallet of spaghetti. I keep expecting to walk in and see one sitting on the carport. Let's move on. All right. Repurposing. We can repurpose, and Krista can explain this a lot better than I can because she does this regularly. Oh, okay. I see what you're saying. I have what I call my freezer box for vegetable soup later. So it's just the two of us here at the house, and when I'm cooking and I open vegetables or I've got some frozen vegetables, eventually there's going to be a few carrots and green beans and corn and peas and that sort of thing left over. I don't want to throw it away. I don't want to send it down the disposal. I put these leftovers into a, I don't know, probably a shoebox-sized freezer container, and I just start collecting it. 
you know, day after day, week after week, and before and just you, just pour the yeah, just pour the, the leftovers yeah, on top you know, like and the, freeze it again exactly. And so, and I've done this. I have taken my freezer box of vegetables out, and I've gotten some leftover stew meat, what have you, and I'll put some onions and peppers together, and I'll take those frozen vegetables, toss them in there. Put in some like V8 tomato juice, some beef bouillon, a little bit of water, and you talk about a tasty vegetable soup. And I didn't have to open any vegetables to have that. Right, and so that's things that you know a lot of folks. That's an inflation buster. Yes, a lot of folks would throw out those leftovers, but there's a good use, and there are other places that you can repurpose things. Uh, One of the things that I repurpose is coffee cans using those coffee cans as containers in the garage in the wood shop. Absolutely. So those are good ways I don't have to buy containers for the garage or the wood shop. Something else you can do, you can explore some affordable alternatives. And that is to consider buying the generic or the cheaper or the store brands of the products that you would normally buy the name brand for. Mm -hmm. Now, there are a few things that I will, as they say, die on the mountain for. Uh, There's certain things that I want the brand name, and that's going to work for me. But I'm kind of a generic store brand kind of gal. Probably 90% of the things that you buy at the grocery store, I can deal with in generic. Yeah, peanut butter was one of the things we had a little bit of issue with. That was a little bit of issue. More you than me. Yes, and uh, toilet tissue. Now, see, toilet tissue, I want the good stuff. That We're, we're going the, to have the good stuff. <laughs> I don't want that burlap stuff. No, Mm-mm. no, no. No, uh, it, no. It, I don't want that that feels like 400-grit sandpaper. But seriously, if you really compare the cost of, say, name-brand Oreos with the store-brand Oreos of a different name, they're exactly the same cookie. They taste the, exactly the same to me. This works all phases. Laundry detergent, baby food, coffee. Uh, you can save dollars. And, I mean, this really adds up. These are products you're going to buy anyway. Give yourself the opportunity to buy the Target brand, the Walmart brand, the Kroger brand, the Publix brand. Whatever the generic is where you are, you can really bust inflation by going that route. You definitely can. Next, we want to look at saving on utilities. And we can conserve energy by using energy-efficient appliances. Another thing we can do is turn off lights when they're not in use. Now you sound like my dad from the 70s. Yeah. I'll, Why are all these lights on in this house? I'll, I'll walk through, <laughs> and uh, we, we've got this down. Krista goes through turning them on. I come behind her turning them off. Uh. <laughs> but I think about the Last Man Standing episode where Mike Baxter comes home No one is home, and every single light in the house is on, including the ones in the closet. Yeah, they spent the first five minutes of the show showing him going from room to room, turning every single light off in an unoccupied house. And so turn those lights off if you don't need them. Also suggested to adjusting the thermostat settings. Now, I'm not going to stay home and get too hot or too cold. I'm, I'm going to keep True. them in a comfortable range, but we are actually running our air conditioning about three, four degrees higher than we used to. 
true. And yeah. we run our heater lower by mm-hmm. a few degrees than we used to. Because I can always put on more clothes. Yeah. That, that's not a problem. But there's a limit to how much I can reasonably take off. <laughs> and keep all of us comfortable, including yourself. Yeah. Also, your water usage. Now, here's just I'm going to just mention one simple thing, but it makes a difference because we're talking about the difference between you know, a cup of water and several gallons of water. Mm -hmm. And here it is running the water. When you're brushing your teeth, there are some people that turn the water on. They'll brush their teeth for two, three, four minutes. Even water just running wide open in four minutes. Do you have any idea how many gallons of water just went down the drain for nothing? That'd probably be a couple of gallons. Well, I think about it like this, maybe a scant hundred years ago. Or 125 years ago, our great-great-grandparents didn't have a lot of this turn-on-the-tap luxury, fresh, clean water to come out anytime you wanted it to. They had to pull it up out of the well. Well, my mama, even up until the, you know, till the day she died, she had a cistern. She had a cistern, and she had to go out and prime that pump and pump the water out from the backyard and bring it into the mm-hmm. house. And do you think she wasted water? She didn't waste any water. She wasted no water. Another place that you can do it is I've seen people washing dishes, and this is just watching family over the years. Some folks turn that water on, and that water runs the entire time that they are washing their dishes they'll wash in one side and then they'll rinse on that side but the water's running constantly other members of the family have washed it over here move it over here and turn on the water to rinse it and then turn the water off and dry it or put Mm -hmm. it in the rack just think through some of those things where can you save money with your utilities Now, let's take a break for our sponsors, and we'll come back and talk about some more strategies that we can use in fighting inflation. Are you ready to take charge of your own survival? For Patriots is the ultimate solution for preparedness. Picture this. A storm is brewing, power lines are down, and store shelves are empty. But you? You're calm, confident, and fully prepared. Why? Because you listen to Practical Prepping and you are a 4Patriots customer. With 4Patriots, you'll have everything you need to weather any storm. Our emergency food and water supplies are specially designed to provide you with the nutrition and hydration you need when resources are scarce. And it doesn't stop there. Our solar power solutions ensure that you'll never be left in the dark. With our portable solar panels, you can harness the power of the sun to charge your devices and keep your essential electronics running. Don't wait for a crisis to strike. Be proactive and take control of your future. Join the 4Patriots community today and be prepared for whatever comes your way. Trust in 4Patriots, your partner in preparedness. Visit 4Patriots to explore the range of products and start your journey towards self-reliance. Go to the number 4 patriots.com or use the link on our website and use the code PREPPER to get 10% off your first order. That's 4patriots.com and use the code PREPPER. If having crystal clear, clean water is important to you, either every day or in an emergency, you need to look at Pro One Gravity Filter. Pro One filters over 200 contaminants out of the water, including microplastics. It also filters out fluoride without having to buy an additional filter. 
We have the big plus three gallon gravity system and we use it daily. We can really tell a difference in the taste of our water. The tea and the coffee, everything tastes better. There is a right size Pro One gravity filter for your family from whole house systems right down to the refrigerator pitcher. Order your Pro One today. The link is on our website at www.practicalprepping.info. All right, Practical Preppers, thank you for coming back. We're going to continue our discussion of inflation-busting strategies because what could be more practical as a prepper than to bust inflation right down to the ground? Because I got to tell you, I will choke inflation by the folk. I'm telling you, I am so mad at inflation. I'm ready to scrabble down, buddy. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm serious. It's visceral to me. I see a high price. I see gas creeping up. It makes me mad. I paid $3.39 per gallon today. You didn't go to Sam's, did you? No. But you As know, a matter of Sam- fact, I was 100 miles away. But you so. know, sadly, Sam's is not that much cheaper anymore. Right. used to be significantly cheaper, but not. But anyway, we're going to keep talking about some inflation-busting strategies because we want to help you. And we want to share with you how we're saving our money because, yeah, like Mark said, we're re- you know he's retired. The income has been nipped a little bit. we got to be a little more careful with our dollars. So we need to take advantage of some local programs or organizations. We need to check what is available for us. And I want you to know, if you're a family that's in need, please don't be ashamed to ask for help because there's so much help out there that not enough people are asking for it. Yeah, there's a lot of food banks out there. There's community programs and there's all kinds of assistance programs. And the one that I was thinking of, if you are a senior citizen, and a lot of places describe senior citizen as 50 or above. True. That's how the AARP says. That's how they define it. Yeah, and there's a lot of places, and you can get senior citizen discounts. There's one place we go, and we'll say we need two senior buffets because Mm -hmm. we both qualify, and we're in our 60s, not our 50s. Right. But... And and those are great until you go in and they give it to you without you asking for it. We're not exactly trying to hide it, you know. I mean, yeah, I was about fifty when that happened, and um, they gave me a senior discount without (laughs) asking. But senior discounts are nice. I like them. They really are, and sometimes it's ten and fifteen percent. They usually expect that you're probably going to eat less. But I've seen some senior citizens put a hurting on a buffet. <laughs> well, that's the risk they're going to take, right? Right. Let's look at exploring free or low-cost alternatives. In almost any community that you live, there is something free to do. There's a city park, maybe a playground or a church area that will allow groups or families to come and just recreate for free. There's Yeah, you can go yeah. there and throw rocks at the ducks or rocks at the kids. Don't be throwing rocks at or ducks. Or rocks no. at the senior citizens. Don't be throwing rocks. Well, it's no. entertainment. Well, here's another one, like in the city of Huntsville. All during the summertime, they have a free concert series. If you'll just bring a lawn chair... Mm-hmm. and a non-alcoholic beverage to enjoy, you can have free entertainment from the Huntsville Symphony Orchestra or other guests. I mean, this is pretty decent. They do some really cool music, and I'm not talking about just the Bach and the Handel. Yeah. I'm talking about like the Star Wars trilogy or like rock and roll. There's all kinds of neat kinds of things. You and can we do. have friends that play in two of those symphonies locally, mm-hmm. and they do concerts in churches. They do them in parks, and it's always free. 
And there are a lot of outdoor activities that don't require spending. One of the things that Krista and I have enjoyed doing a number of times is there's a little walking track that goes around a lake just about three miles from here. Mm-hmm. And weather permitting, it's just enjoyable for us to go over there. And we look like two old folks holding hands, walking around that track. And I keep waiting on somebody to say, Mama, look at the old folks hang, you know, holding hands. <laughs> but, uh, I'm going to hold her hand, and it's just a good time to spend together. Now, another thing is that your church may have a gym. Mm-hmm. Ours does. Yeah. And that beats paying for a gym membership. Yeah, a lot of times your church membership will allow you to use their facilities. Mm-hmm. And they usually have very nice types yes. of things. I have seen some churches, with because I've been in and out of a lot of them over the years, and I have seen churches that have facilities in the gym that are better than some of the facilities I've seen in paid gyms. Exactly, too. And you're talking about low cost or no cost. There are certain museums in larger cities that have free days or Mm -hmm. low cost days or special discounts for senior citizens, for example. So look through the uh, art museums and the history museums, military museums. They often offer a lower cost or maybe even during the week rather than the weekend. So what we've done with when we've gone to see some movies Mm -hmm. is that we'll do that either during a matinee or we'll do it on an off time where we get a lower price ticket. The last one that we went to see was Oppenheimer. Yeah. And if you've not seen it and you've got any interest in the history behind the nuclear age, behind the nuclear bombs, it's a good movie to see. The next thing that you can do is carpooling. Now, we don't see a lot of people doing this anymore uh, like they used to. Now, back in the 60s, one of my aunts lived 30 miles from her work. Wow. And we're talking about those gas guzzlers back then, 12, 14 miles a gallon. But now, granted, gas was 25, 35 cents a gallon. Yeah, but people were barking about it back then. $8 to fill up the tank? I can hear it now. (laughs) I I was explaining that to my daughter today. I said, back years and years ago, and my dad owned a service station in the late 60s and early 70s. So guess where I grew up? At the gas station. I grew up pumping gas for other people. Uh And and you would either get people where would say, give me $1, give me $2, or fill it up. And fill it up was about $4. Oh, I my mean, word. It, no big deal there. Well, today it's buying $10, $20, or filling it up. Yeah. And actually the $40 worth of gas I bought today did not fill up the vehicle that we were in. Wowie. I just quit at 40 <laughs> But my aunt, living 30 miles from work, found other ladies that lived in her area that worked in the Birmingham area. She lived uh, probably 28, 30 miles out of Birmingham. And so they would carpool, and these riders, as she called them, paid her so much per week to cover the gas. So it was a win-win for all of them. She wasn't making money out of it. But I think some of them paid like 2 and $3 a week. But it helped buy the gas for driving 30-mile round trip each way. They sure couldn't have bought a taxi for no. that. And, and most of these did not own a vehicle or the family owned one vehicle and left it for the husband or he had taken it to work. So carpooling, 
uh, is a very, very viable option if you live a considerable distance. I've seen outside major cities these carpool lots. Yeah. And literally, you go there, one of you parks your car, and y'all ride together going into Birmingham, going into the big city. And that also lets you use the high occupancy vehicle lane, the HOV lane, in a lot of these cities that you can't use if you're driving by yourself. And don't try the blow-up doll. The police know how to recognize those. <laughs> well, you also, if you work for a corporation that's large enough to provide their own shuttle, you may find that you can park, you know, two to five miles away from that location and shuttle in so that you don't have to navigate through downtown traffic, which is real tricky to try to find a place to and park. Exactly. The parking in some of those places is extremely expensive. And even if you that, find it, if you find yeah. it and that two, three, four miles away may be a lot cheaper. The, the company could own that lot mm-hmm. or it's a minimal fee there to be able to do that. And they drop you at the front door, or one of the entrances that's covered. And so you're staying out of the rain. So there are advantages to that. And oftentimes that is a free service. Another thing that we can do is increase our income. Now, there are a lot of Internet articles about how to pick up a side hustle or how to stretch that money a little bit. And so you can explore several opportunities to earn additional income, probably just doing some part-time work at home, maybe some kind of freelance work. I even thought about, you know, Uber and Lyft drivers. That Mm -hmm. has become a big industry. And a lot of people who work a full-time job work a part-time job as a driver. I worked with a deputy probably eight, nine years ago, and he worked day shift during the week. And he drove Uber on Friday night and Saturday night, and he made some good money doing that. Those are probably the biggest two nights for that uh, time Absolutely, of absolutely. And, and he lived in an area that it really, really worked very, very well. Mm-hmm. But you can pick up part-time or freelance work. Now, Krista mentioned something there of doing things from home. As you're exploring these opportunities, do not do one of these things that you pay to get the job. Yeah, that might sound, that's actually kind of scammy. Yeah, and, and so it used to be that, you know, get paid $100 a week by addressing envelopes at home. It didn't work out that way. Yeah, if you have to purchase something up front mm-hmm. before you get paid, there's something hinky about that offer. Really? Just don't do it. But one of the things that we have seen, and we saw it on the news again this morning, is the nationwide shortage of school bus drivers. Yes. I mean, they are really hurting for bus drivers. And they're paying some decent money with some of these, especially when you figure you're working a couple of hours in the morning, a couple of hours in the afternoon. And that comes with benefits. Yes. Now, years ago, and this was in the late 70s, early, uh, excuse me, the late 60s or early 70s, there was a, a small town and there was an attorney in town that had had a heart attack previously. And no insurance company would cover him at that point in time. Hmm. So he was able to go to the school board, get a job driving a school bus, and it came with insurance. So he would go drive the bus in the morning, go to his law practice, leave his law practice, go drive his afternoon bus route, and come back to his law practice. And he was (laughs) doing that not for the money, 
but for being able to afford the insurance that he wasn't able to get any other way. Well, that was one smart attorney. Mm -hmm. Now, here's one that we paid for last week that kind of goes against my grain, but I had to hire somebody to cut the grass. Well, we had a mower in the shop. We had a mower in the shop, and sadly... I think it's reached its end. Well, and we're going to have to buy another uh, grass cutting implement. But <laughs> I was a talking, mower, yeah, a, a lawnmower, <laughs> and not the push kind. This yeah. is one that'll drag me around the yard. Uh. I was talking with a friend of mine yesterday, and he's cutting grass on the side, and he does not have a lawn, a, a lawn care service. He just has X number of yards that he cuts. And he said, I'm making anywhere from three to $500 a week. Hey, now. Cutting grass. That's pretty serious change. Yes. And that I've, can make a difference on your grocery, your gasoline. On everything. Absolutely. You can buy guns and ammo with that kind of money. I knew you'd go there. I knew you would. <laughs> I knew you would. Another thing is craft sales. There's a lot of things that people make. And I did this years and years and years ago. And it was actually in a point in time where... Some folks said I was unemployed, and I said I'm self-employed because I was making toys in the wood shop and selling them. There you go. And so there's ways to do that. You can take something that you're good at doing, and you can turn that into income. At this ham fest, and ladies, listen up. If you your husband invites you to go with him to the ham fest... You might want to be that there will be a lot of jewelry dealers. There's some handbag dealers and jewelry and clothing. Leather work. There's a lot of interesting vendors Mm -hmm. show up at the Ham Fest. And these are folks that do this at home in their own time. And some of them do one, two, three shows a year. And that's all they do. And they supplement their income very, very well. Here's one that we need to do. And that's have a yard sale. Well, I suppose we need to have one, but also going to yard sales. Now, I know what you're thinking. Oh, well, how can you save money if you go to all these yard sales and spend money? Well, what you're looking for is a good deal. You know, one man's trash truly is another man's treasure. If it's something you can use. Right. So it could be that you can save money on an item of furniture or maybe something like a printer or a piece of cookware that normally would be $150 new and you can pick it up for $5 or less, that's a deal. Now, I have a cousin who has turned yard sales into a business. A big business. A big business. He goes to yard sales, and he knows what he can sell them. Uh, He buys, and he has about 10 booths in these flea markets, and he has multiple flea markets. Well, he's someone you would kind of label him as a picker. He is a picker. He's an antique specialist. He knows a lot about vintage books and and tools and Mm -hmm. all that sort of thing. And he's been doing this for decades. And he's he's really a a collector, I guess is the nice way to say it, because this guy's got barns full of stuff. Yes, we used to accuse him of being Lamont Samford and called his daddy Fred. <laughs> but <laughs> that's just an inside joke with that. But there's a lot of things that you can either save money on something you need at a yard sale or that you can have a yard sale. And we have so much stuff here that we're her dad had something, I had one, and my dad had one, and we don't need three. We need to get yeah. rid of at least one of those, and sometimes they had duplicates. So we need to have a 
clean out and have a yard sale. Uh, we've done a couple in the past and brought some pretty good money in from them. Well, and along those lines, too, it's, I know in the area that we live, there are several consignment shops. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are some that specialize in children's clothes or household items where you can take your marketable goods and the store will accept it, and then they'll sell it, and then you make a percentage right. off of what that is. And so that's a small way to at least recoup. You're not giving it away. Exactly. Now, we have a couple of items of furniture that we want gone. Uh, we just yeah. we want them out of the house. And a nephew told us about this consignment shop. Well, you're going to get rid of it anyway. You take it there, and they offer it for sale for 90 days. If it doesn't sell after 90 days, they donated it. Well, that's okay. We wanted it out of here anyway. Right. So it's a win-win. It's a win-win. If we get any money out of it, all we had invested in it was putting it on the trailer and taking it there. So you, we're not having to pay someone to come here and get it. Yeah. Yeah. We've got a, a 10-foot utility trailer that was my dad's. And so it's easy for us to put those on there and take them to that consignment shop. Here's another way to make some income. Become a tutor. Especially, so, yeah. especially with the lag in education in the younger kids today, because mm-hmm. they went backwards during a lot of that lockdown and some of them having to do uh, virtual school. Yeah, Some of them did fine with it, but I've had teachers that tell me that Kids would go three, four days and never log on to get their assignments. Oh, yeah. There's some that are woefully behind. Now, I blame that on the parents, but that's a whole different podcast. Yeah. (laughs) But, yeah, tutoring. Tutoring. I mean, there's every kind of subject you can imagine for which if you have a particular fondness, for example, if you're particularly good at English or arithmetic or languages social studies, geography, chemistry, all of these types of things, there's a student out there that desperately needs Mm -hmm. you. Go to the school district and ask what would be the parameters for qualifying as a certified tutor. They want to make sure that, you know, they vet you, check you out. They do, but you can also offer your services through a church through Facebook ads. Mm-hmm. I mean, and I expect the parents to check you out pretty well. Sure, of course. But there's opportunities there for private tutoring, and there's money to be made there. Mm-hmm. We have somebody in the family that did that for several years. That's all she did was online tutoring. Made good money with it. Another couple of things before we move to another topic, and that is there's some cashback apps that you can download to your device like Ibotta and others where you can use your receipts that you are spending money at a grocery store or department store, and there's a money back opportunity for those receipts. And there's also some discount apps like Rakuten and a few others where you can purchase goods at a much lower cost. So finding a better deal and letting the Internet help you find that is a good use of your time. And we'll put those links in the episode notes as well. We try to put everything that we mention in there. If there's a place that you can go and do that, see that, do more research. You can also seek some financial assistance or advice. There are obviously there's financial help 
persons out there that do that for a living, counselors, and that can provide some guidance. You may find, too, that sometimes some churches or social organizations will offer once or twice a year a financial workshop. Mm -hmm. And maybe this will do you some good where it might help identify some areas that may not be that obvious to you right now. But when a financial counselor or a, a financial guidance person can shine a light on some areas of your life, it may really turn your finances around mm-hmm. for the good. It, it really can. Car care. Now, regular maintenance, and our son-in-law suggested this one, one of our son-in-laws, in the creation of this episode. And he said, regular maintenance on your vehicle, it does help slightly with the fuel mileage if you keep that t- thing tuned up like it should be. But it can save you tons of money on repair bills. Oh, yeah. Something even as simple as changing the oil. Mm-hmm. How many people just forget that, never think about it? And there's businesses that all they do is change your oil mm-hmm. and check your transmission fluid and brake fluids and, and things some of, like that. some of them do it in 10 minutes. Yeah, that's what they say. But, <laughs> yeah. But you can save a ton of money on those repairs if you take care of the regular maintenance. And she mentioned the oil. Not changing your oil is a very quick way, or not checking your oil is even a quicker way to destroy your engine. And think also about tire maintenance, Mm -hmm. proper inflation of the tires, rotation of the tires, checking to make sure that the tread has not become dangerous. There's just so many things that you do have to think about, but put that on some kind of a practical prepping priority list. Oh, that's a mouthful. And put it on your calendar. Yes. Go go forward, you know, three, mm-hmm. four months and sure. put it on your calendar and yeah. have that all changed, have those tires rotated and those kinds of things. Well, you know, this talking about cars and maintenance makes me think about driving. So think about your driving habits. And it's true. And this is not a new idea, but it's one that I think because of our ease of lifestyle and our comfort level, we often don't think about combining our trips mm-hmm. the way that we need to. On Monday, Krista and I both had several errands that we needed to run. So we shared what we needed to do. And what we did was, okay, you need to go here. I need to go here. Now let's just think about the route that we will take. And so we went to the bank. We went to the office supply store. We went to the home repair. We picked up fuel for the mower. And everything was south of us. So as we went down one side, we just went store to store. And then we crossed over and we came back store to store where we needed to be. So we combined those trips. We spent that extra time together and we saved some money, especially for not taking two vehicles and going separate directions. Or for taking the vehicle and going to one place four times. Right. You know that. Think about it. Think about everywhere you're going. Think about everywhere you have to go in a car. Mm -hmm. And if you possibly can combine, and I know a lot of people listening say, gosh, I do that all the time. I don't know how to not to combine. Keep doing that because that's an inflation-busting move. I'm telling you, we've got to fight inflation tooth and nail. I'm telling you, I can't stand this stinking inflation. Can you pick up how mad I am at inflation? I am mad. She is mad I'm mad at inflation, but I realize that it is an enemy that is standing before me, and I've got to do battle. And I'm going to fight this puppy right down to the ground. Not that we're going to get the inflation rate lowered, 
That's, well, that's hey, what, have you heard? There's a reduction act going on. Yes, which was <laughs> I'm not laughing. which was not designed to reduce inflation. Well, so far they so. finally admitted that. Yeah. And it was all about spending money. Is, is what <laughs> that sounds like a great to. plan. Yeah, it really was. Now, one that some of you aren't going to like this, reducing speed. Actually, <sighs> reducing speed saves fuel. Now, Krista and I do a lot better today than we did several years ago. I know. And as a deputy and as a police officer and as a paramedic, I have been to many accidents, some of them fatalities, that occurred simply because of excessive speed. Yeah, that's So true. slowing that vehicle down, it increases your reaction time. It decreases the damage to the vehicle or the damage to your body on generally speaking. If you have an accident, you're saying. Yes, yeah. yes statistically. Right. And along that line is avoid jackrabbit starts. Now, you know what I'm talking about with a jackrabbit start? I think I know what you're talking about. But just in case our friend does not know what you're talking about, explain. That's, that's when you take off, you floor it. Oh, kind of like you're, I'm in a drag race right now yes, kind you, of thing? Yes, you take off real fast oh, and you run up to the next light. And yeah. then you get onto your brakes. Oh, uh, sure. Okay, like okay, a jackrabbit start. Okay. You're, you're jumping. You're yeah. taking off real hard. That's a fuel waster. It's a fuel waster, and it is a brake waster. Oh. If you will slow down back there, uh-huh. just start slowing down, yeah. it will reduce the brake wear. You know, my dad even taught me uh, you know, 50 years ago when he was teaching me how to drive, anticipate your stops. Mm-hmm. When you know you're coming to a stop sign or a red light or a crossroads or whatever it is where you know you will be putting on the brakes, don't wait till you're 10 feet at the, you know, to, to slam it. Like you said, anticipate that stop well before you get there. Take that foot off the gas. And back ease when, that brake. Back yeah. when we all drove manual shift transmissions, oh, yeah. we would downshift. So you're driving along yeah. in fourth gear. You see you're going to have to slow down or stop. You go into third gear, maybe back into second gear. And that engine, the compression there is slowing you down some. So you didn't have to put on those brakes so hard. I hope you have learned, or at least we've made you think about a few things. We need to find ways to beat this inflation. We need to get Chris to settle down. I hate inflation. You I can hate it. you can text us uh, or you can email us Stupid and let us inflation. know. <laughs> settle down. <sighs> you can email us and let us know what you're doing to beat inflation. What's your strategy? And we would love to share those, even sharing some of those in the newsletter. And we would appreciate you doing that. Well, now let me tell you something I'm happy about. What's that? I'm happy about this, that today's cup of coffee was brought to us by our friend Dana. Dana, we are so appreciative of your encouragement and your support of our podcast. We thank you. We appreciate you, Dana. And for all the rest of you, you can buy us a cup of coffee. Go to the website, pick up that link, and give us a little support. We're doing some great things with it. Not only are we helping our podcast, but a portion of what you spend actually also goes to support St. Jude's Children's Research Hospital. They're doing a great job in cancer research. So just know that when you help us, you're helping them as well. 
We should have the links to everything that we've mentioned if there's a website to go to. I know on some of those apps that Krista shared, and we'll put those in the expanded version of the notes for you to get. And as Krista always says, Stuff happens. Stupid inflation. Stay prepared. And we'll see you next time.